Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus, legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat the eat all the leftover the leftover chocolate chips which was a lot then you'd roll the barrel oh, up so to fun. up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down and we've also had an amazing guest like mike the miz jason isbell carrie brownstein and corin tucker of slater kinney and many more and you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like change.dork <laughs> change.dork and congratulations you played yourself Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to And That's What You Really Missed, the tour edition. The... Drop boxes, the phones are out. The we photos are, from the photos memories. Are up. Oh my God, you guys. So this is Glee Live in Concert 2011, the second Glee Live tour. This time it was arenas. We graduated from doing theaters, sort of a pilot program tour, mm-hmm. if you will, after season one. And we did four cities, just a handful of shows. This time... We went on tour from May 21st to July 3rd, and we did the U.S., Canada, England, and Ireland. 
And this was a really big deal for several reasons. Um, one, this was that part in the contract when we were testing for the pilot, when they said, you may go on tour. And we're like, uh-huh, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. And you just sign it. Well, because you're never not signing that contract at 23 years old and almost broke. Totally. So you're signing the contract, right? Mm-hmm. There's a record deal in place. There's a tour in place and there's six seasons in place. Yeah. And some other <laughs> things. Yeah. And you, then we land at, okay, a tour. <laughs> That's funny. Here so, we are at the tour. <laughs> after the second tour. <laughs> and so contractually, Fox had us, because we're shooting nine, ten months out of the year, right? Fox had us for four weeks was on the contract that we were allowed to go on tour. And knowing how expensive a tour is, and they found out, you know, after the first tour, they needed us to go on tour for at least six weeks. And money, right? To make back the money, yeah, to make profit, basically, Mm -hmm. to make it worthwhile, Mm -hmm. to send us out there. Mm all these trucks for the stage dancers and you know what it takes Everything. To put on, yeah and so they had to basically break our contract to extend our contract make an amendment mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. and knowing that we were exhausted and a little out of it ryan came to us a couple months before season two was done do you remember this jenna mm, vaguely in the tin shed we're in dance rehearsal and he says, so he sort of is easing us into the idea. <laughs> like, so we have this idea. We think we could, you know, the first tour went so well, we want to go big. We want to do an international tour. Fox is really excited. And we think um, it could be a really great opportunity. And, you know, you guys obviously have to agree to it and that's up to you, but, um, we think it could be really, really special. You'll have a private chef. You'll have a private plane. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. Which we and did. We did. And I'm telling you all this just to preface so you don't think we're a bunch of spoiled brats. <laughs> <laughs> because a couple things didn't happen, right? You still have months ahead of you filming. Right. You're tired. Yeah. And then a tour in mind, right? After that. Right. And how are you going to set that tour up and then go and fly around the world doing this tour night after night? Um, I'm, tired. I'm tired thinking about it. Yeah. So not everybody was super stoked about it. Actually, most people were not. Um, and I won't get into like details, but we financially were not really making that much money from it. Right. How it wasn't the contract, we were making like nothing. But then they, because they had to sort of break the contract, they offered us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the option. It was like, you either agree to it or you don't, you don't have to go on tour. So we were like, <laughs> we obviously want to like go do this and perform. And right. so we all agreed to it. We did have what we thought was potentially our like little friends slash modern family big bang moment where you and I, Jenna had, like the original, was it eight members of the Glee Club? I think so. Yes. Over to our house to talk about like, look, 
because this is an, the only opportunity that they have to change the contract, we could go in and ask for more. They've released the tour dates. They've released the ticket prices. Right. I was so like, we're, we're doing it. We're yeah. locked in. And I, was, and I told everyone, I think the tour will make from 40 to $50 million. Mm-hmm. It ended up grossing $44 million. Oh, my God. And 44 shows. So a million a night or a million per show. Oh, yeah. And half the because we were young and dumb. Okay. And half of us were like, we just want to make sure we have security and a chef, which like, obviously that comes with the tour. Yeah. And the rest of us were like, we would like more money. And right. then it, it ended up being like herding cats and so no one could agree on anything. So then it just sort of devolved Dull. into nothing. And we did the tour anyway. We did the tour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won't say who, but a couple people came to me during the tour at different moments. were like, you were right. You should have. <laughs> I was trying to get people to get together to ask for more money. Right. And it just didn't well, happen. You know, there were just a lot fine. of logistics in terms of like how many shows a day we were doing and if we were being compensated. And there were just things that like, you know, we were like, we just want to feel like we're being taken care of, especially when in a normal TV show, that's your time off with your family. Right. That's the mm-hmm. time off that you get to rest and travel or go be with your you know, family or whatever. So the idea that we were already so tired and then not, you know, potentially being compensated in a way that we had hoped for the way that they were going to gross. It was like, that was like, it's like a mental game. Yeah, it was. It's a mental game. But all to say, the tour was really fun for most of it. (laughs) We all had our moments I know you guys have all, all listening have heard this before. I was watching some of the... T- I was watching the tour last night um, through the 3D movie, which we'll do a whole episode about, and through, like, some clips. And I I will say, so this to Kevin, every time, I wish I could do the tour over. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin had the right attitude about it. It was so much fun. And had I just had a different mindset about it, maybe not being so tired, maybe making a little bit more money. Like, I think I would have just, I would really like to do it over. I think the business side of it really um, ruined it or put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths for the tour experience. Mm -hmm. And I do think, so going into it, you're not only tired, you feel sort of, for lack of a better phrase, shit on. (laughs) on the business side of it. And then it's like, okay, but we're the ones going out there and performing and Mm -hmm. like going out there and performing for an arena full of people that were so excited to be there was the greatest. Uh, Being on stage was like, were the moments, right? Yeah. Everybody loved it. Stuff behind the scenes that, and it was, it wasn't even the business stuff. It was just like, I was, I wanted to like go home and be with my boyfriend and like, be normal and you know and so there was just like a t- the taste of that too of like we're working right now and i i wish i had a better mindset that like this is work but this is work like are you kidding like look at your life you know what i mean yeah. this is great so i just wish i had more perspective on it that's hard though you're in it and it's it like is. it is when you don't you're grateful to be on a tv show that's successful mm-hmm. that you're going to come back for season three mm-hmm. and so you already know that's happening and i think everyone was just worn out and then on top of it like sometimes you can't recognize like the privileges of the success of like oh we're getting to go on tour 
Right, exactly. Thing. A very successful sold out tour. That being said, setting up this tour and going on the tour were... <laughs> I don't know how we did it. Cuckoo banana pants. So, it's like... Yeah, this is like the tone <laughs> that sets the tour, right? Like, we finish shooting our season two. Mm-hmm. We go to Las Vegas. We have three days off. And in that time of three days off, what you have to prepare to be away from home for six weeks. More than that, because actually, as soon as Jenna and I wrapped the tour, we went to Paris mm-hmm. to perform at the... U.S. Embassy. Uh, in the, in the ambassador's house, 4th mm-hmm. of July. And then I had to go to Australia to do like a oh convention God. thing. Oh and God. so I was about to be gone for three months. And so we have three days and prepare to be gone for two to three months. Good luck. We did end up back in LA though for a few A couple stops. days we did. Yeah. Yes. We were got to, we did get to sleep in our bed one last time. <laughs> and I remember we got to, I had one bag packed that I shipped with all the tour stuff that I wasn't going to see until we got to Europe. Yeah. And yeah. so that, those were all like my fun clothes that I was saving for Europe. <laughs> And then I had like my U.S. and Canada bag. And like we had it pretty good. We were like our bags got picked up outside of our doors. And then they showed up at our hotel room. And like we didn't have to really worry about the in-between. So like, again, she-she. I mean, we had the best. I mean, she is still one of the greatest tour managers Mm -hmm, in the world. Mm -hmm. Angie Warner Mm -hmm. somehow wrangled us, was always calm. Was figuring out the logistics of all of this. Also was running a tour. All the mm-hmm. other side of the things that we intentionally didn't have to see. Yeah. And. Pretty magical. I, yeah. And I do think we did know how good she was at the time. Like we did in some way, weird way know what she was doing was phenomenal. And it was so difficult. And at the same time, looking back, I'm like, how did she do that? <laughs> Well, right. I, I'm sure we knew about half the work that she actually yes. put in. She's very good at what she does, but like yeah. the amount of work that she put in, I don't think we could even fathom. And she's toured with everyone. And I do think she's toured with probably a lot more difficult mm-hmm. tours to deal with a lot longer. So, Well, I don't know about that because we are a lot we of were people. We were a lot of people. It's, so, lo- it's not like a one band. It's a lot of true. people. Yeah. There's a lot of us. Okay. We go to Vegas. Uh-huh. Zach Woodley and Brooke have already been in Vegas. There's already the stage that is set up. They have already gotten dancers, are their dan- are amazing dancers who toured with us, who are in the movie, you've seen them all, you've seen them on the show, all of them. All of our friends were rehearsing for this tour while we were finishing up the season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did start. Re- we did start sort of reviewing. Zach would be like, "Hey, do you remember this one? Rewatch some of these. Let's just mm-hmm. walk through this. No real intensive work, but right. just to get our memories going because they, the set, and all of that was being designed without any of us having any sort of involvement or knowledge. Because like, why would we? One and two, mm-hmm. great. We don't have the brain capacity. Um, and two, they were putting the set list together. So Zach was then figuring out. How right. this was going to work. And I think Zach left for Vegas. Yeah. Early. Before, while we were still shooting, right? Yes. And Brooke was, I think, staying with us. Yes. So 
each of the dancers, the backup dancers, had their own tracks to learn. And all they're in like every number and everything. Then we're given the assignment to learn our roles mm-hmm. and our tracks. So a track is basically where you go, what you do, how you get off the stage, how you get on the stage, um, your whole kind of night uh, and like path through the show. Every moment of your life for those two hours, the show <laughs> is going on on and off stage. So each dancer was given assigned a character. I had Courtney. I had Kyle. And they showed us Zach would be like, okay, so this is Don't Stop into Sing into Dog Days. Was that right? Is that the... Yeah, or Dog Days was second. I think Dog Days was second. Right, right, right. Okay. Thing. So we watched that and they're all us. They have like name tags on with like Tina and Artie. And Kyle learned to do all this stuff in a wheelchair, by the way. I remember people's faces, our faces, like the actor's faces, like being aghast. <laughs> like, we're supposed to learn this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But amazing what they did. They, they learned the... Uh, all of our parts and then we all separated and like each individual dancer then gave us our entire track they had written down courtney had a whole thing in my in a notebook for me that i could take home i had a full notebook and it had um it was highlighted and where you go what number you stand on it was amazing it was truly truly mind-boggling how amazing and how much work went in to like make this as seamless as possible for us because they ended up, I think, living in Vegas by the time we left, I think, for a week and a half. Oh, I believe that's how long they were there. That's, we were there for true. about a week. Okay. Um, actually, they might have been there for longer. Mm. And by the time <laughs> Zach started showing us, you know, it was muscle memory. Like, oh, luckily, we've learned all these numbers before. We've done mm-hmm. all these numbers before. And then once we started learning the transitions, it was actually... A really quick process. One, it was ingenious for him to do that. Well, there's no way he could teach 18 of us, 12 of us, how many there were. It was harder for like Ashley Fink, for example, who had not been on the show since the beginning and who had not done all these numbers before. Oh, my God. So like she actually had to learn most of these numbers. from Singing, dancing. Yes. And her track. Wow. And we just sort of got to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we review it with them. So... I believe by the end of the first day, we sort of had the show. A, the show. It was rough, not clean, but we could sort of stumble through it. Now, you're living in Vegas. <laughs> we were so the show um, was at the Mandalay Bay. We were staying at Mandalay, mm-hmm. and there's an arena there, so you don't ever have to leave the hotel. And I remember like a little treat for us would be sneaking out to subway in the middle of the night just well, so we could leave the, the hotel. sprinter van would have to take us in the car across the street because you couldn't walk yeah but the, i remember subway we got a lot of subway that trip yeah and i we had friends like i had friends come mm-hmm. and stay with me when it got close to the show because mm-hmm. how it happened so we had what is it three and a half days of rehearsal i believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we had sort of a friends and family show mm-hmm and leading up to that, you have Ryan, who's there, mm-hmm. um, then Dana Walden, mm-hmm. who was the head of Fox at the time and now the head of Disney in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, she came and would watch. We had these couches set up in the middle of this empty arena looking at the stage You know, during the day with all these house lights, fluorescent. It was gross. And 
we weren't sure, you know, if some numbers are going to make it, if other numbers are going to get added in. Mm-hmm. And we just kept sort of Working. going like that and getting the stage to work. This whole stage, um, the entirety of the floor was lights. So if a panel went out, then it looked shitty. <laughs> I mean, so you had all these different departments working together, but putting this thing together really last minute. But that's just how the music business is in general. So I think people were used to it. Right. I think we had exercised our brains enough doing the show that this, like, it seemed crazy, but it also was like seemed on par with everything else we were doing. It was the same pace. Yeah, right? definitely. I do remember they had these crazy every morning. It was fun because a whole different routine. It was obviously very different than filming a TV show, but every morning you'd end up backstage and you had catering breakfast together. And every day there was like a new sort of Vegas weird dessert, like Elvis's favorite desserts, no, like that sort of thing. And we had all these dressing rooms backstage also, which we got to make our writers, right? Which is the thing of what we wanted to be in the dressing rooms for us. Every city we went to. Oh, yeah. And I, they were pretty basic. There was video games. Was there a video game console in the girls' one or just the guys? No, the boys just wanted video games. So this, these trunks with these TV screens yes. and these video <laughs> games with couches. I never played there. it once. Well, you were hung out in the girls' room. Yeah, Chris and I hung out with the girls almost. Because it was, the lights were dim. Yes. It was quiet. Yeah. Maybe we were playing music. Zach hung out in there with us. Like The guys' room was exactly what you'd think it would be. It was smelly. All the lights were on. Ugh, it was God. loud as... <laughs> no, and no, no, no. So, how it is when the show is about to start, right? You have um, special like contest winners or people who know people are coming backstage to meet you. And some of that was really special. And Meet and greets, yeah. Yeah, the meet and greets. Um, some of those were really cool, but there was family, friends... It was a really, really busy place. And the only place you could get away to sort of collect yourself, mentally prepare for what was the energy you were about to exert to hope to give, you know, 16 to 20,000 people a great time was in those spaces. And so then we'd usually go in there and just not speak to one another. Well, after doing a matinee too, especially like we'd be, we'd have done one show already. You have to do the night show. We were pretty tired. You'd have to remember which city you were in (laughs) and like get food and make sure that like you were just rested and ready to go for the second show. So it was important that those spaces remained and they, everybody did a very good job. The people who were in charge, I guess, of keeping people in and out. It was always very quiet. Vegas um, was obviously rowdier. The (laughs) green room, like the um, had all kinds of, there was like chocolate fountains and what? It was weird. Yeah. So I remember the chocolate fountains. We're spending a lot of time on the setup of it because this is where once you get going on tour, everything is just going. kind of it's running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another thing to mention is that when we were told we were going to have a private plane, and I know we've talked about this before, but just a reminder, <laughs> it was not, you know, the beautiful, luxurious g6 that you see in like the kardashians instagram stories it it we called thomas the stank engine it was yeah yeah, like a small commuter plane with 30 seats um and there were some stories and some people were scared to fly on it 
But well, and and to be fair, there was a lot of turbulence on smaller planes, and we went through a lot of turbulence on a few flights. Especially going to Vegas, which was our first experience on that flight, and it ruined it for everyone for the rest of the tour. And at that point, Patron shots had to be sh- doled out before we even got on the flight so that people could just, like, rest. I just remembered a whole other memory when we get to it about flights. Okay, let's get going. So, in Vegas, the set list, right, Jenna, was pretty, for the for most of the show, minus the encore, it was pretty set. Mm-hmm. Then Ryan comes in, and prior to him coming in to talk about the encore, we had... Um, talked about what we wanted because we knew he was going to ask us at some point right and a lot of the girls i'll make this brief because again it's a story we've told a bunch but a lot of you were saying i should do safety dance and i was like there's no way that ryan's gonna let me because what we learned from the first one is he wanted everybody first tour is that he wanted everybody to stay in character he was even talking about building an elevator on the side of this stage so i would stay in my wheelchair and get lifted down to the quick change area so nobody saw me get out of the wheelchair. Because also how the stage is set up, how most almost every single tour, you have the stage you're performing on that's up high. Mm-hmm. And then underneath those stages is where everybody runs down to change really, really quickly. And there obviously are. with us, there were 12 of us. So you have 12 people changing usually at the same time. Girls and boys dressing rooms. Yes, quick change on rooms. separate sides of the stage. So... Mm-hmm. What girls were stage left, guys were stage right. So when he came in to finally talk about it, and I knew he didn't want safety dance, and he even told Dana Walden in front of me, he's like, well, this one's on the verge of having two songs cut. It's like, wait, what? I, I oh, my God. God. oh, my God. Okay. I didn't know that. Let me do better. Um, you guys stormed him. We rallied. You really rallied did. Him. Well, look, no, safety dance is really fun. We also knew how much you wanted to do it. But we also, like, like selfishly, I wanted to do it. Like, I think it's important. And I think Ad- I, I, Ryan was so adamant about making sure that Artie was representing and that you weren't just able to get up out of the chair and it was going to be kind of jarring or feel like this, totally. this moment. And so I think he was against it because it was just... You know, it was like dangerous a little bit, right? It was he was risky. He was he was only thinking about people who were coming there mm-hmm. um, to, to feel represented yeah. by Artie in a wheelchair, exactly. Um, and was very mindful of that, and we understood it. But we also said, like, look, it's been on the show before. It's not, this is not right. new news. Like that was the only caveat. That, like that was the only reason why it was even a. And we really fought for it. And he really he really hurt us. He really did. He listened and he really hurt us. And thank goodness he did because it's one of the best numbers of the tour. It was so much fun. If I remember correctly, so we knew that for sure what would be in there was somebody to love and Empire State of Mind. Right. And then I think we narrowed it down to maybe five or six other songs. And then he wanted us to vote like in secret ballot. That's right. I remember that. And so then we all voted. We wrote down and put it on paper and put him in a hat. And look, you've heard Ryan on the show. You can't make him change his mind. He is the creative <laughs> force behind the show. He, It's like, it's his vision and it's working because it's his vision. So why would you change anything? And I remember he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put it to a vote and we'll do whatever you guys vote for. <laughs> and I remember being so nervous. 
and he read out the votes and it was safety dance yeah i love that we voted i yeah and i couldn't (laughs) he's like okay he's like let's do it let's see how it looks and um the other numbers that got in there randomly i think we were all talking about it and it came up just as an idea was friday yeah and then single ladies and then single ladies. So that that was the big one was though is that we were we voted on safety dance and we really the girls really rallied because we just knew what that meant to you and like for you have to to do the whole tour which you were the most excited about the tour period um to do the whole tour in a wheelchair when we knew you could dance and you people have seen this number before like it was a special number so we just thought it would be and it's the encore. Yeah, the encore was sort of like anything goes and also we ended up because we did single ladies um, and friday logistically we needed a song more to songs, yeah. more songs to um allow well, for people to run to different parts of the arena right because at every arena was different and that c stage where amber does ain't no way and we do single ladies and mark does fat bottom girls like that that stage is pretty far so in order for us to change into our single ladies outfits, run in our heels, and then get to that side of the stage in time, you guys basically had to kill time. We're like, be slow, take your time. And for each stadium, it was different. So Which like security is would have to scope it out and figure out how we navigate it. So we'd all be like in a little train following security because oh we don't know where the hell we were yeah. ever. If you go and watch some YouTube videos, which I did last night, of single ladies and safety dance, a lot of the, if not every, all of the single ladies people are in safety dance. And sometimes you'll see, sometimes it's two different dancers out in front with me. And sometimes mm. Heather will join halfway through the dance. Mm. Because, and that's solely because... Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it was not logistically possible for people to get there in time. And usually... Any talking I was doing before safety dance, and I did, and if I'm talking slowly, it's purely just to kill time and try to give the ladies time to make it back to get on stage for safety dance and make their quick change. Mm. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you with lightweight construction and technology that smooths shapes and supports. These silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. The amazing no lines. It feels like it's just my body. It's just body by Victoria. That's what it feels like, you guys. I'm in love. It's unbelievable and unforgettable. There's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean... You do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, still in Vegas, we have our friends and family show, which is our dress rehearsal, our only dress rehearsal that we get, because I think at that point we had only performed it in two sections, maybe. Um, I had friends there, did not tell them we were doing safety dance. And it was nerve-wracking because we did not know if the show flowed correctly. We didn't know if it was fun. We didn't know if we were giving an audience what they wanted. But there we were, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was sort of like it set up like a little cocktail thing. So people were on the floor. Yeah, it was weird. Of the arena. It was weird because you're well, also It was not- very intimate. You didn't yeah. have like the the screaming fans that we would come to have <laughs> the next day. And I don't think we had like, there's some pyro maybe they were trying out for yeah. the first time. So we didn't have right. everything. Um, we did that. Do you remember how that went? I don't think anything changed. I think we just, we, it was sloppy is what it was. And we had to come in early the next day before our very first show, which is five days after us having gotten there. And walk it. But we did, we got there. And, and once you get into the flow of the show, like Kevin said, it's like, then you're kind of, you're like up and running and it was really fun. And you get to like, do little different things each night and play with the audience and play with each other. Actually, I don't remember any show like live show ever going badly. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. anybody was like that sloppy. Fix that. No. Like, I think it was just kind of like a free form rock out once we were up and running. Once you we know? got it, we got it. And I, and I do remember, I think for us, it was like the nerves of <laughs> having just, learned it yeah so the first few shows i think were pretty like i have pretty bad nerves and at Mm. some point the nerves completely went away Mm. because we knew it so well you can go out there and really enjoy it be present have fun right um so we did vegas we flew to san francisco from san francisco we did our shows in sacramento and san jose 
And then Anaheim and Los Angeles. Yeah. So then we were back in LA for a little bit for Anaheim, LA, and San Diego. We, I remember in San Diego, we performed at the arena where Almost Famous was filmed. Uh huh. And that was a weird one because Mm -hmm. it felt like that stadium where that arena was like derelict. Like, yeah. Like no one uses it anymore. Yeah. It was pretty old. It was filled with history, but also weird vibes backstage. Totally. But I, all we could see, it was like the almost famous, like, you know, it's just like. Also, it was a come down of, we perform at Staples Center in LA. Oh my God, that was so much fun. The other thing, Jenna talked about this for a second, we were doing matinees. That's not a normal thing to be doing on a concert tour. But for them to make their money, we had to do matinees. You coming from theater, you're used to matinees, but this was like a very different Again. Matinees are tough no matter what. They're tough on you. They're tough on the audience. It's a tough it's a tough crowd to get to. It's yes. early. It's like, and you know, some matinees really surprised us, but other matinees were like, mm-hmm, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> it's Most matinees o'clock. felt like a matinee. Yeah. But uh, that's where LA crowds are also notoriously bad because everyone's jaded in the entertainment industry. Nobody's to, impressed. They're to judge. They're to judge. Yeah. Lots yeah. of friends and family. Yeah, exactly. But it was really cool and very surreal and just to be yeah. backstage to walk into that empty arena beforehand. Oh my God. In the locker. We like hung out in the locker rooms. It's so yes. weird. It's just so weird. It's very, okay. very weird. Then we kick off the tour. There's some fun facts about this tour. Naya was sick during some of this. Yeah, she was. And there was one show in particular that we had to switch some stuff up. And... Amber had to do River Deep Mountain High by herself. <laughs> Which I watched last night. And she Did you sang, really? Yeah, you can find it online. Oh you can find it on God. YouTube. And because she's singing both parts by herself. And then she gets to um, the end where she's doing the ad libs and stuff. And you and I are freaking out. <laughs> because like she got through it. Like, holy shit, she did it. Yeah, and you and I, you fully run back to me and like are hitting me. Be like, do you see this? And I was like, yes. I mean, it's crazy. I gotta watch it. You gotta send me the clip, please. I'll send it to you because I can't great. find it. Okay, and that's also when you did True Colors, right? That's right, and it was um, in London, Dublin. It was London. No, it was O2. I have a picture of you in an empty O2 sound checking. I think it was our last show in London. So I did it more than once. I believe. We swapped it out in once, Dublin. Once it was in, it, we it stayed in the rest in. of the tour. Yeah. That's right. Because I think there were only, I think yeah. that was the last show in London, and then we had four shows in Dublin. Yes, I did. I did True Colors um, last minute. It was really fun because I think I've shared this before. The band didn't always play completely live without some, you know, support. Uh, with some of these tracks that we were singing to, this was the band just bare naked on its mm-hmm. own. And it was just me and the band, no background vocals, you know, underneath us. So it was really fun. It was a really, really fun thing to do. Um, and I just never thought True Colors would make it back in a tour. <laughs> <laughs> and you so. sounded phenomenal. I felt so proud. <laughs> Thanks. It was really fun. We also got to have our little fake um, names. Oh, our aliases for our hotel rooms. Yes. What was yours? Mine was Tom Riddle. 
That's right. Mine was Tiger Lily. So when they would call, they'd say, good morning, Mrs. Lily. Yes. Sometimes you walk into the hotels and they'd have like the names on the TVs and it's like Mr. Riddle. (laughs) Well, purposefully, they do that so that if somebody's trying to find you, a fan is calling saying like, oh, is Jen Ashwood staying at this hotel? They're like, nope. You know what I mean? You're not in the system at all. So that's basically why they have aliases. I would like to sort of go in a little sequential order here. Okay. Of some of these shows, just to talk about some random things I remember from okay. some of these. Um, after San Diego, once it did feel like after we left California, the tour was really beginning in a yeah. way, right? Like yeah. we we're leaving home. We got our sea legs. That's also fun fact when they cut Don't Rain on My Parade um, right. from the set list. Um, and except she sang it in the um, East Rutherford shows for the movie. Right. Because also that song was insane. Here's the other thing. We were singing all year filming a TV show, right? And then you go, we're not tour ready vocally. And luckily the show was split up. But like Leah's songs were all belters. Firework (laughs) was already an insanely Um, hard song to sing. Yeah. It was a lot to sing. It was a lot. She had a lot to sing. Yes. So we leave California. Indianapolis and Minneapolis were next. Minneapolis, you guys. Crazy top two best audiences like <laughs> absolutely insane <laughs> was not prepared for that love minneapolis as a city and it was so, so good um i remember so we flew in and out of indianapolis on the same day that felt weird i think it was the only yep. time we did that yeah um then we were in chicago for a hot minute chicago i have all these pictures meeting lots of fans in chicago um that my brother came and he was there like the whole weekend and was it's hard to sort of stun my brother and he was sort of in shock because he mm-hmm. hung out with us at the arena and I think to see us, we did matinees, we did four shows and we went out at night. We did and, go out a lot at night. Yeah, and he was just sort of, to see a family member recognize how insane this is, what you're actually doing, you're having sold out shows every single time and he'd go out there and be like the biggest hype man for all of us. He would. He loved it. <laughs> he, would, he also liked, you know, like the free bar and stuff. Right. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go get loose. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also nice. I'm like, how was it? Was it okay? Were we good? And I'd kick him out when we'd start to warm up and things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, go out there. We got to get ready and serious. Um, And there was a one time in Chicago too where... um and I've said this, I've alluded to this, where like one of the backing vocals during PYT started playing off and it was weird and the guy who was running it felt really bad and my brother was there to sort of talk to me because I was confused about what was happening. I was like, that's weird. Um, and he goes, no, it was totally fine. It sounded fine out there. So it was good to have somebody like in the house. Mm, and he's like, true to you and like tell you the truth. Yeah, but and, but and the guy came up to me and like profusely apologized, and I was like, "That's mm. fine, like it happens." Right. And right. my brother was like, "Well, normally, probably under normal circumstances, somebody like, would be pissed. S- someone could be fired." Oh, for sure. For that, and yeah. I was like, "Well, one, we don't have that ability, right?" And, and like right. two, no, whatever. It was everything was totally fine. Right. Um. Then we go to Connecticut. Your family came to Connecticut, right? Higgins son, right? Yeah. Yes. Totally. Totally. Remember seeing your mom backstage? That's right. We were in the casino. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they did come. They came to that one. They love the casino. <laughs> um, then we did the garden. 
at Boston. And I remember Corey was upset because his team in the Stanley Cup finals had just lost to Boston. <laughs> and also my name being Kevin McHale, the former Boston Celtic, being there and taking pictures of that arena like for my family. Oh, that's funny. was very surreal. And I remember also meeting such um, a special fan there i have a picture of she and i backstage oh um and that that's what was really nice like a lot of these places sometimes were make a wish kids and right um it was really fun to get to share those experiences with them and i don't know how to like we and i don't mean i mean this in all honesty like we were fans uh, like of the fans and that way where like we couldn't believe that people would show up to see us. Right. And it was times like that where people are there to see us. And we're like, we're happy and grateful that you guys are here to come enjoy this because it's not our music, right? Yeah. They aren't our, like we're all celebrating what this show and this music means to all of us. So it was a really weird experience in that way because like we're not the artists we're sort of like the vessel bringing mm -hmm. you this thing right and whatever the show is representative to you we're just like a conduit to that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it didn't feel like you're here for us we're all here for the shared experience in yeah a way, if that yeah. makes sense yeah right no totally i think it's important like for a tv show in particular to be able to go out and meet the fan in that many in that kind of volume all at once mm -hmm. was so unique versus unique. you know you go to a, a convention and meet fans and they pay to come see you but like these fans like yeah of course they did come and pay and to see us but like um there's like a full experience that they get mm -hmm. and they bring other people like they get to bond with other you know gleeks or with their family in some way and um we'll talk about more that more of that like when the movie when we do the episode about the movie but like to be able to go like i remember telly having the little like like golf cart-esque thing i think it was in chicago actually and they'd be like, do you want to go out and meet the fans either like before the show or in between mm -hmm. shows? And we didn't always get to do that in every city. But some of them would be set up where there would be enough safety or barricade that like we could go out there without being like completely drowned. Yeah. Um, and like we would go out and we would ride the van and like they everybody would cheer. We could go through and like try and sign some programs and things. And so um, th those were the moments where you're like, oh, my God, like, what are we? This is why we're doing it to like actually be able to like intimately like meet the people that yeah. are are showing up every day. Um and then like just the, the performance itself, like the instant gratification you get, you don't like writers performers we don't know what what's gonna until mm -hmm. like the next morning with the nielsen ratings and like the the reviews but to to go on this tour and to actually just like watch people fully like mesh themselves in yeah. this moment was like so cool it's also a good point with the show week to week you do have some sort of you do, there's a literal ratings system right and for this we had no idea we didn't know what the tour was making. We didn't, mm -hmm. and like, that has nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. Like whether or not the, like we heard the tickets were selling and we knew it was like probably sold out. 
but it doesn't really change the fact that you still have to go out there and do the same performance. Totally. And, like all we could gauge it off of was the immediate response of the right. fans. And so that was right. so special. Also, do you remember we started at some point, I believe it was Megan and somebody else would go find, if we had extra seats that were open, that were really mm-hmm. good seats, they mm-hmm. would go sort of like what Adele does to mm-hmm. the nosebleeds and find people to fill those seats. And they yes, would sometimes, sometimes it was two seats. Sometimes it was two dozen seats Yeah, where they would go get people. I always wanted to go with them, but they'd be like, no, you can't. You can't." I think that. I did once. Yeah. Yeah. I believe I did it once. Oh, Chicago was also where Naya and Telly started playing the Pretty Little Liars. Not started, but that's where it sort of climaxed the A game. With the phones? Where they would text us. Yes, they would text us. We, And that's when I maybe oh, yeah. I figured out who, who it was. Wait, you weren't part of that? You didn't know? No. no. Oh, I was with them. Because I was getting texted. Oh. <laughs> I was doing it too then because... Okay, we, that's why. We were... How or where we were exactly that we decided with our Samsung phones who also... with Who sponsored the tour. So we went on these some of these like, sp- you know, morning like promo tour meet and greet things at Samsung stores. Um, we all got these phones. And we had these different cell phone numbers. And yeah. so we decided that we were going to start texting people on their real phones yeah. from this number. And we were like divulging like secrets that nobody should yeah. know. Yes. Well, to- I, I think that's in Chicago. I started participating. Okay. And do you remember? Oh, I don't remember his name. There was a crew member who was really hot. Spencer. Yes. Oh, my God. It was Spencer. <laughs> that's absolutely who it was Mm -hmm. and Naya thought he was hot yeah and so like the whole tour or for Mm -hmm. part of the tour we're like trying to get them together yeah and then she and Spencer were like sitting at like the loading dock of Chicago and I like have this intentionally sort of grainy paparazzi photo and sent it to her like through my you know with A as the signature Um, I also remember with him during one of the shows we're like Naya, now's like Jesse's girl's being sung and she's getting hyped up for Valerie. And like, you have to go ask him out. You got to do it. She's like, should I, should I do it? I'm like, yes, now's the time. You got to go do it. And, and so like, did. he would be backstage with us. Yeah, and she did. And he gave her a flower. And yes. he put it in her little changing station in underneath the stage. So and cute. And she changed her mind. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like, that was fine and fun while like on tour. Yeah. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. We love that. Okay, so Quince sent me a lovely fisherman sweater. It's 100% cotton, and it looks real expensive, but it wasn't. 
I went back and I bought three more in different colors, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash really for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash really to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash really. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't understand what the big fat ones are you don't put those inside of you do you i mean you do this is a show about women okay so i just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch we are headed back now to european political systems class at baruch college Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Philly, we went to, we got cheesesteaks with Angie. That's right. And this was like a really weird places. full circle moment because a couple years prior, she's like, I got to take you guys. You're talking about it for days to this cheesesteak place, right? Mm-hmm. We get to the cheesesteak place. And it's across the street from the theater I had performed at mm-hmm. just a few years prior with the boy band I was in. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm like, I can't believe I'm here to perform in an arena now. And it's only been like four years, three years. Toronto, we had matinees. The best the matinees were not only the best audiences of the matinees for the entire tour, those were some of the best audiences, period. Period. For mm-hmm. the entire tour. It was insane. However, the fan, fans were so nuts that, like we said in the previous episode, we some of us snuck out and got a different hotel because it was Well, nuts. they found us in our you guys were crazy. assigned hotel. Also, yes. Diana didn't make it to Canada, right? She lost her passport? She lost her passport or expired or something, and so she yeah. couldn't get in, and we didn't know if she was going to make the show. <laughs> it was really, it was rough. Yeah. Um, Detroit, that's where Masterpiece Theater happened on my birthday, and it was great. And lovely. Cleveland was on my actual birthday. You guys let me down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> East Rutherford is where we did the movie. We'll talk about that separately. Mm-hmm. And then NASA Coliseum, which is my 
The Coliseum is where I saw all the concerts growing up. I saw Britney Spears. I saw NSYNC. I saw Backstreet Boys. I mean, I saw everything there. That's that's our concert, our, our um, venue. So it was very strange. I had like my fourth grade teacher come um, and they had just redone it. So some people came from the city, like our friend Will. It was really fun. It was really, really fun to do your hometown like that. That was really special. And then we get to England. <laughs> we got to England, lost our minds. It was our first like two consecutive days off. There were fans outside the entire time of our hotel singing Don't Stop Believing, so nobody could nap and everybody was jet lagged. That's in Manchester, yeah. The things about I remember about Manchester, we did that Vogue shoot. Because we, did, we, had, we did the September issue. Yeah. And we had Jake Nava, who was this huge music video director, and I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, do it. Yeah. And then London, we did two weeks at the O2, right? It well, was we, so we did seven wild. shows. Okay. In, seven shows in yeah, two weeks ish, a week. Yeah. Um, it was the longest amount of time that we like sat down somewhere, which was really fun. So we got to actually like enjoy and shop and like spend, go out a little bit and like not feel like you're packing up your bag and like moving to the next city. And then Dublin was like the end. So we just had like such a blast. Although the first time we had a audience in that venue, they, we didn't know they weren't allowed to stand up. So we thought they hated right. us. And, halfway through the show we somebody told us and like one of the the ushers and so we were like stand up and i think by the second show we we were allowed to tell them to stand up and they were allowed to um and that was just the end so again it's like senioritis the end of a season where we went out on temple street and we had like such a great time and we we found this like little bar so after the shows we would go we called it the schoolhouse and every night Darren would pull out his guitar and like we would all just like hang out with the cat with the crew and like the whole like traveling like our our whole like Glee family tour family. Yeah, it was really really fun and like and again, my whole family came to meet us in London oh, that's right. and then they came to went Dublin off too. To, yeah, to the rest of Ireland. Yes, do you remember in Manchester the lights wouldn't turn off? We had to delay how late like that's when right. the shows and we were. S- like it was really hot <laughs> for some reason and right. we were like the five of us started on stage yeah six of us and mm-hmm. we were all speaking to each other talking to each other in our in-ears like why isn't this happening and then in london we also had like lots of famous people were touring and lots of famous people came to our shows and like mm-hmm. gordon ramsay was there and then he was at the restaurant and bon jovi was also touring and staying at the same hotel and we yeah. drank with them one night Oh my god! Beyonce's mom was at the we were hotel. We also in a fancy hotel, so like yes. to be fair, you know. <laughs> yes, but then like Gwyneth never performed for Apple before, so she came to perform just one night randomly in London. The craziest show of all, Dublin. Dublin, our last show in Dublin because it was the last show. We were going to do whatever we wanted, basically. Mm. And so everyone came out with like weird hair and costumes, and for safety dance, everybody came out um you can find it online it's i it's not cute on my part i'm like screaming basically but it was emotional and it was great and i remember cord um we threw our vests into the audience didn't we yeah and like at that time too like cord didn't know if he was coming back oh my god so that's it was like crazy a, it was a really weird like emotional time mm. so that was just like a really also a special show. If you can go find videos online, you should because it's absolutely nuts. 
We were just so excited to be done as well. <laughs> That's also but we true. Wore, we wore like the Dalton um, ties. I remember wearing a tie. Angie came out on stage, our tour manager, during I Want to Hold Your Hand. They all surprised us. Aww. And so we had like some of our our crew like come out on stage. People had secretly been learning safety dance throughout the tour. And so by the end, and everybody on. was on there. Yeah. Didn't Zach come on stage at one point for yeah. safety dance? I also got to that my dad was there. Our whole dream forever was you know to get my dad to Ireland. And so I sort of broke character and I had everybody sing. I said my dad was in the audience and then I got the entire arena to sing Oh Danny Boy. Oh, that's right. That's and that really was cute. like one of the most special moments of my entire life. It was incredible. Oh my God. Your sweet dad. We buzzed through a lot of those shows, but you know, because once they, that's how tour feels, to be honest. Like you're right. just sort of going. We've talked about how everyone sort of lost their minds in London. I don't know if we need to revisit that. Yeah, by the end of London, like all of the girls were ready to go home. I think it had been a really long journey and um, we all kind of like locked ourselves in our dressing room and refused to come out. And and like hindsight, I think it's just because there was a lot of um, moving parts to the show and like behind the scenes of just because like the joy was doing the actual performance for the fans like that was the highlight right and all the other stuff is like the cherry on top and also kind of the stuff that made us crazy so when we would want to go home to our hotels after the show they would put us in these sprinter vans and i think there were two or three maybe and a lot of the time the venue was like maybe 45 minutes away from the actual um hotel so we didn't get separate cars to go home when you wanted to go home you had to wait for everybody to be done so like if people are taking time in the dressing room or have fans or like you know want to see fans or have family there and they're taking their time um we had to wait and so a lot of the time like you'd start to lose your mind a little bit because you just lose your independence in a way where like you don't there's zero you're not on your own yeah. time you know and you're not in your own like like i would just be like i want to go home i want to take a shower i want to get in my hotel bed and like go to sleep because it also feels like when your alone time should start like exactly. i'm off the clock now now i should be able to like have free yeah. will so there are a lot of like moments like that where i think that's the kind of thing that made us tick the wrong way is like a lot mm-hmm. of the girls did want to go home and then like one person didn't you know we were waiting for and then you get angry at them for no reason like you shouldn't have to be angry at them but because they're holding you up you're angry so i think there was a lot of that that made made us feel that way i also think like when we talked to jason raz touring is rough even under like the nicest of situations and we were under a pretty cushy situation mm-hmm. however none of us had toured like that well I guess I had. <laughs> I had toured right. in like a not the, a nice way. Few. Yeah. So, so like, you knew. You knew. Yeah, but like that that is also like a muscle. And it's also a thing if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. it's draining. All that travel, regardless of how luxurious it is, mm-hmm. is draining because again, what did most of our group want before we go on tour? It was just to like go home. Right. To like see your friends and family, which you yeah. have not seen for have nine or ten months. Off. And exactly. so then the further it feels like geographically, like the further you get away from home, the f- harder all of this feels right. and also the longer you've been away. Mm-hmm. So I think by the time we got to Europe, we had just been working for like 11 months straight. Right. And so exactly. everyone was just worn out and worn Ready down. Luckily, I will say 
that did not affect the show at all. I don't think so. Yeah. Everybody still went out there and like... Gave their best. Smashed it. Yeah. No, it was so much fun. Once you, Even if you're having like a hard day, like as soon as the curtain goes up and those fans start yelling, like it it all kind of like blurs out, you know? Yeah. It just like, it, it, you're like, you forget about it, honestly. Do you remember when we were at the Savoy in London... Like, we would even try to find moments of, to just, like, I snuck away to go to, like, a friend's birthday dinner. But mm-hmm. we were supposed to have... Is that when we were supposed to have dinner with Adele? That's right. And she can't... Did she cancel or she couldn't Amber she and Adele to- had become friends. Yeah. And we were supposed to have dinner with her. Uh-huh. Um, it was during 21. And then she was living with her mom at the time. And then her mom came home with a bunch of her, like, girlfriends. And so she had to cancel. Couldn't come. But, yeah, like, we were right. trying to find moments of, like, just to go... Right. Have Be dinner, and, get away, yeah. do like normal. Totally. Sneak out of the hotel. Totally. Well, that's pretty much the tour. <laughs> An hour later. That it's it was a lot. And it was um again, like if I could redo it, I would. Um because I just think I would go in with more appreciation for the tour. And like how cool it was and how we did travel, even though Thomas Stenko wasn't the best, like the hotels we stayed in were really nice. Like we were treated really great. We had it really pretty good. Um, And then to be able to like go and do these shows and meet all the fans, like it was really awesome. Like I watched some of the videos last night and just like the, um, the roar of Mm -hmm. the stadiums and like the amount of bodies that were there for us. It's so cool. We broke the record at the O2 for the amount of people at the, the O2 in a weekend because we did four shows and it was 66,000 people, which I thought was insane. Um, I was also remembering how when we would, towards the end of the tour, when Angie could see us fraying, uh-huh. she would have the flight attendant for our plane um, standing at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, that was like all the time. <laughs> with shots of tequila? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was because of the turbulence. Amber was yes. like, I'm not getting on this plane without a shot. Yeah. So it became so much fun. And if you've heard us play Sauce Like Crunch too, that's where that game really took, took off. Fight. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the tour, you guys. Thanks for hanging with us for... It was madness. And when you're getting on and off a plane several times a day and like you don't know where you are who you are um it was it was great to be able to like do that together jenna i'm just like i remember the feeling of like some of those mornings you wake up just so drained and then we'd go do some of the samsung events and you're like what what am i doing where Where am am i I?" yeah yeah but no we 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 knew if we could get through the tour we could get through anything yeah (laughs) you know well that's the tour Thanks for joining us. And if you came to the tour. I know. Thank you for coming. It was great to perform for you. We had so much fun. So many people who are like, I was at the tour. I just love that. And if you have some of that merch, send us pics because a lot of it was not great. Yeah. And also if they put our face on it, then they had to pay us. So there's a lot of it with not our face on it. Mm -hmm. Those programs are beautiful, though. I think the programs are great. They were the best. They were really good. Um, Jenna, Mm -hmm. before we go. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite um, number from the tour? Somebody love. That was great. Do you have a favorite number? Um, I think the entirety of the encore. Yeah, minus, the encore minus was Friday. Great. Yeah. yeah. Also, before I forget, 
I used to do this thing before each show, right, where I'd shout out like somebody in the cast mm. or crew as we'd walk the stage. We'd all be it's uh, like um, a chant. Yes, we and we'd do it every single show. Um, yeah, and I would ritual. just say that MVP of the tour was Angie Warner. <gasps> oh my god! Of course, um, she kept us going. She made that tour happen. Um, so thank you, Angie. Whatever tour you're on right now. <laughs> well, no, literally, probably traveling again. We love you, Angie. Thanks for making the tour so great. Send us tour photos, memories, whatever you have. Would love to see them. Next week, we talk about <laughs> Glee, the 3D concert movie. I'm curious how that's going to go. Yeah. Let's see. Send us send us your uh, concert movie stories. Um, any memories you might have. Let's talk about it. Because that's a funny one. And that's what you really missed. Bye. Thanks for listening. And follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.